What's going on, and welcome back to Anybody and Everybody. I'm your host, Herm, and I am so excited to hop on the podcast today, everyone. It feels like there's a breath of fresh air throughout the country. Everyone was celebrating in the streets over the weekend, having a great time, and it got me really excited to get back here and talk to you guys and talk to everybody. Today, I have a really awesome guest. Most people know her as Kicks by Carly, but Carly Fleischer, she's awesome, creative, and she's done some wild stuff in her life that I think you guys want to hear, and I think that she might be looking for a man, so listen through the rest of the episode. It's a good one, and I will catch you at the end. So without further ado, here she is, Carly Fleischer. We haven't talked in a little bit. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, everything's going well. 2020 is kind of crazy, but Kicks by Carly is kicking it, as one might say. And yeah, getting busy towards the end of the year, which is great. But yeah. That, that's very punny of you. I love it. Now, um, are you coming to us live from Long Island? Yes, I am. I'm in my childhood bedroom that I have not really left. So. I know. Isn't it the weirdest feeling? Now, I don't know if you have the same conundrum often, but I I just turned 23 the other day. And if you would have told 19-year-old me that I'd be living in my childhood bedroom once again, I would probably throw a fit and have have probably done something incredibly wrong. But I guess 2020 has uh, its uh, wondrous ways of presenting itself. Yeah, I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better that everybody else is also, for the most part, living in their childhood bedrooms. Obviously, not everybody, but so I don't feel that bad about it. Plus, all my like work is here. I mean, I turned one of our guest bedrooms into an art studio, so it works out for me. But it, it is really crazy. I I agree. It is now. How many years have you been out of college again? Um, I graduated in 2018, so I guess two years and some change. Nice, nice. I mean, you, I, I did the old graduate during a pandemic thing, so I'm, I'm really feeling the uh, brunt of the post grad uh, struggles right now. It's, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, I always, I can't even imagine doing that. I mean. I like I thought graduating was rough on its own and you guys really like are weathering a storm out here so props to you. I know I feel like I'm th- I feel like every day that I make it a little bit further is just thriving but so so you turn this bedroom into an art studio are you doing kicks by Carly full time now? I am. I so basically I'll give you the brief overview. I graduated No, give it college. all, give it all. Okay. <laughs> I graduated college in 2018, like I said, but I technically, because I studied sport management at Syracuse, so the last thing that you have to do is your senior capstone, which is a full-time internship. It's really honestly grueling, and it's 12 credits, and it ties together your full sport management education with things that you are learning in the real world. So it is a really interesting way to like put it all together and make it, I don't know, like real life applicable. I don't know how to even explain it. So I did that with the New York Lizards. I went in as a, I guess it was technically a merchandising intern. And I somehow ended up doing all sorts of digital media, social media type stuff for them. Um, So after that was over, I worked for the NHL for a little while doing social media for the Islanders. It 
was great, but it just, I knew that it was not where my career was going. I always had this like feeling that I just knew I was never meant to sit at a desk nine to five and just like work a typical desk job. I always knew that I was just like, I just felt like I was supposed to do something else. So at that point I was still living at home. This was like not even, this was a few months out of college and I just decided to do Kicks by Carly full time. And the funniest thing is that after your capstone presentation, all the sport management professors will like ask you questions. And one of the questions that they all asked me was, are you going to do your business full time? Like where, where do you see yourself? And I was like, no, like I'm not doing it full time. Like there's no way, like I'm done with this, whatever. But then I decided to take the plunge and do it full time. I was like, I'm still living at home. I have really nothing to lose at this point. And so, yeah, that's just what I've been doing for the past, I guess, two years now. I know. Can you believe that it's it's been two years? I mean, I was first introduced to you when we were, and I was still doing PLL stuff. And you, I think it was, was it Jules that you did the first pair of gloves for that came out that first season? Yeah. Uh, the Juke Lab gloves? Yes. That's insane. I mean, it's it's insane to think that it's been as fast as it has been, but it's I'm sure it's been quite the wild ride for you at this point. Um, yeah, yeah it really it really has been. I mean, the I guess one of the main things that really drove me to do it full time was the fact that when I was working for the New York Lizards, I made an effort to make friends with a lot of the players and just build relationships. Because I know, and I'm sure like all your listeners have heard a million times, it's not what you know, but it's about who you know. And I just like felt that it was really important to forge relationships and them to understand that I'm like a real person and I can relate to them and all this stuff. And that was just something that came in so handy because now when somebody is trying to get shoes or gloves or whatever it is for me, they see that I have like all these different lacrosse players that follow me and I'm not just like some random girl who's like trying to like do something for them just for the publicity or whatever the case may be. Like they know that I actually am a reliable person and that I have all these connections. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's take it back then. So when you were in middle school, high school, did you ever, did you have interest in doing something along these lines or artistic interests at all? I mean, what, where does this stem from? So I've always been like super creative. I never would say that I'm artistic, but I don't know. I think it's more about finding ways to do what you want. And just like, I I don't know, I could never sit down and like paint a picture. But like, if there were something that I was trying to put on a canvas or whatever it was, like I would figure out a way to do it to make it look the way I wanted to. But again, not like artistic. But so I mean, I would disagree with that. I think that you're incredibly artistic. You have to be to do all the things that you do on shoes, gloves, you name it. Thank you. But I don't know. I I guess. But I would always go back and say that I'm more creative than artistic. And that's always been something that's been really big in my life. But during middle school and high school, it was always you either take a music or an art. And I was this is so embarrassing to admit, but I was captain of the pep band in high school. So oh, I was let's like, go. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. It was mostly because like nobody else would do it. And I was just like the most responsible out of everybody. But so I was always in band and I never really had the opportunity to take art classes in high school. And I just, it was too busy. And like, I just really had no interest in learning. Like that's also kind of one of my downfalls is like, I don't want somebody to like teach it to me. I kind of just want to learn it on my own and figure things out the way I want to do that, which is probably detrimental to me at some points. But 
So yeah, I've always been creative. I started my business and I really actually was not planning to start a business at all. I really, I first began, I saw something that inspired me to paint a pair of Vans sneakers. So I ordered all these supplies. I ordered the shoes. I painted them. It took so long. Anytime you do something for the first time, it just takes such a long time to figure it out. But I did it. I liked it. And then I was like, okay, I'm just never doing this again for anybody else. I'm a major perfectionist. So every time like a little line is out of place, I would freak out. But then my roommate asked for a pair and then our across the hall neighbors asked for a pair and it just really like spiraled out of control from there. Right. Yeah. Not to, not to compare myself at all, but I have dabbled in the shoe painting uh, realm. And let me tell you, mad props because it sucks. I'm going to be totally honest. I paint everywhere. The lines are not clean and the colors never look the same as they did in my head before I put it on the shoes. So yeah, I, I understand those minuscule frustrations that you're having. But, um, (laughs) so when you, so when you're designing stuff for your, like across the hall neighbors and stuff, did they kind of give you free range or were they giving you pretty strict instructions for maintaining their idea? So when I was doing the vans, it would be usually like three different like logos or pictures on a shoe. And then I would just like fill in with backgrounds and stuff. So like my first pair that I did for myself was like Syracuse's mascot auto and like the Islanders and the Yankees. And just, it was mostly like my favorite sports teams and just like different things like that. So I usually had people give me like some guidelines and then I kind of run with it, which is honestly my favorite thing when pros are not like, so overbearing on something that they want like for example jared newman was like ah just do like bomb squad like you can do whatever you want with him and i was like okay like how do you feel about like some lightning bolts or like this and that and he was like oh i'm into it like you know what's best you go ahead and do it and that's just like the easiest when i'm like i'm not gonna sit here and have to somebody says okay i want the right pinky finger to be purple and then the thumb to be pink and that's just like that strips the whole creative process i think Right, totally. I think that's so much of being a creative is allowing the creative person in charge to run freely with it. I mean, I think that we see it every day in uh, just the constant, constant realm that is the clothing industry, right? People are coming out with new things each and every day that just boggle your mind because you're like, how did they come up with it? But when you have a paintbrush and some paint, you can really do literally anything. So giving you that freedom is probably awesome. Now, do you find it more stressful when you do have uh, strict guidelines or do you find it more stressful when you have complete free range? Um, Combination of both. I think when people give me too much free range, it's like I have too many ideas and I don't really know what to do. But strict guidelines... I don't know. It depends. It really depends on what it is. So like I recently just did a pair of Naruto themed gloves. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. And I've never watched Oh, like this the show. Um, anime show? Yeah, yeah. So like I've never mm. watched this show. I know nothing about it. Like I, some random guy on Twitter was helping me to tell me like what to put on these gloves and stuff. And I just like that's tough because when you just don't know anything and especially these were for a birthday gift. So I don't know this kid's favorite characters or like, I don't know, think about if you're making like SpongeBob gloves and you've never watched SpongeBob before. But so let's just say I put SpongeBob and Patrick on the gloves, but 
one of his favorite characters, like Gary, and he just hates Patrick so much. So those are the things that like freak me out and like get me uptight. But it's really, I don't know. It just depends on what it is, I think. That's a very normal anxiety, though, because you're you're almost in my head. It immediately goes to what if this kid opens up this present and he hates it because I did the complete opposite thing. And like, I don't know, that would terrify me. So, I mean, hats off to you for living through that, because, <laughs> well, the thing I do is podcast. And really, I don't give a shit what people think when they listen to it. I hope that they enjoy it. But it's not like it's going to keep me up at night. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's also one of my like. I always freak out when I'm like about to send somebody a picture of their completed gloves. Like I remember the first time I sent Jules a picture of something that I finished for him. I was like, Oh my God, he's going to hate it. What if he never like wants me to do anything for him ever again? Like he's never going <laughs> to talk to me. He's going to be so upset. And then I was, and then he's like, Oh, I love it. Like it's amazing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like release the, the breath. Like it's okay. Yeah. I, I must say I am the worst when it comes to that because I am the most nitpicky person on the face of the earth. I, I remember when I was having a logo designed for, I can't remember what it was, it was a couple of years back. And I literally probably sent the girl back like 30 times to just like do the most minuscule things in the world. Uh, I was such a, I was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened with my logo too. I literally, I still have it. I have the original like couple logos and there's like 60 different versions of it. And I just, I remember I couldn't decide what I wanted I'm super indecisive, but then when I know what I want, I'm like super picky about it. So it's just the worst combination. I feel bad for anybody who like tries to do things for me. I know. Well, actually I am very fortunate though, because so this show had an original logo that probably went through the ringer like 20 times and I hated all of them. And one day I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to use this because I'm tired of like going back and forth. And then a few weeks back, my girlfriend and I were in Albany, New York, and she she got an iPad, and she's really a talented drawer, and so she just drew something up for me, and I obviously loved it on the spot because, well, she knows me better than anyone, so I didn't have to put her through that, but logos are tough. I mean, it is, it's kind of the way that you're symbolizing your name and showing the world about you, so to have one that you really love, is that's a, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I agree. It's really tough, especially because it's how your brand is portrayed, how you're, I don't know, it's just, you think about, I don't know, like my logo is really bright and colorful and fun. And like, that's what I want to portray. But if you're, I don't know, think of the NFL, for example, like their logo is like tough and like, just really like structured. And it, it just shows you like what they're all about almost. I don't know. Right. This is I like, can't have- so I can't have a tough logo. <laughs> I no, can't have a tough can. logo. I'm, I'm a big freaking teddy bear. It, do, it doesn't work like that. But yeah. <laughs> I, I am curious, and this is something I need to pick your brain about. So when you started Kicks by Carly as a business, this was in college, right? Correct. So, so did you go through all of the legalities of starting Kicks by Carly, or did you kind of get it off the ground and then come up with like kicksbycarly.com and everything along those lines? So the first thing that I did, I after I started painting shoes for everybody, I really didn't want to start a business, but then something came over me. I tell this story all the time. I was sitting in the airport about to go on a flight back to Syracuse. I was home for the weekend, whatever. And I was sitting there and I was wearing my shoes and I was just looking at them and I was like, you know what? Kicks by Carly. I made an Instagram account. I posted the shoes And then it just like took off from there. I don't know what came over me in that moment sitting at the airport, 
but I wanted to make a business and I just did. I obviously never, ever thought that it was going to go this far and be a full-time job, but yeah, so I, I kind of just got it off the ground first and then I dealt with everything else and making a website. And that's also one of the really great things about starting a business at school is that my logo was designed by my next door neighbor in the dorms. My website was originally made by one of my guy friends who was studying computer science at the time. And you just have so many different resources and so many people who have different areas of expertise that were just so, everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to be involved with something, especially when you're, I don't know, 18 years old trying to get something off the ground. Like that's pretty cool. Everybody wants to be a little piece of that. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's badass. And this, you just actually made your point, though, the not knowing information, or what, what, I can't even quote it, I'm going to completely screw this up, uh, the connections you have versus the things you know. Uh, it's not who you know, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was searching for. <laughs> but um, so now that you're moved, you've moved into it full time, do you, are you still reaching out to people to do stuff for them? Or is it predominantly stuff coming to you? I would definitely say like 90% of people come to me. I definitely have reached out to a couple of people. I really am trying at this point to make a move into the major four sports. So that's mm-hmm. definitely like, I guess, falls on me reaching out to people. But even to that point, I kind of back to like, it's who you know, I've just been kind of trying to like utilize my connections and like people I know who have connections to professional athletes outside of lacrosse not that I don't like lacrosse I obviously do but I want to be on a bigger scale and a bigger stage and I'm trying to expand but I would say most of everything comes straight to me and I just deal with it from there right could you imagine doing like a pair of hockey skates or something that'd be wicked I want to do skates gloves I saw something that TSN posted like a few months ago I guess at this point and it was one of like the NHL like player surveys and a good percentage of them said that they would wear custom skates so just got to find someone yeah you just got to find the right people maybe hit up like Austin Matthews just like slide in the dms or something yeah I think he has a lot of girls a lot of girls in his dms already I don't think you need to be messaging him about like sleeping with him or anything just like about doing some custom paint yeah no of course but I I'm sure his dms are filled with people in general so well, I have a few connections to a few players in the NHL, so if you need to uh, hit any of them up directly, I got you. But um, I'm definitely yeah. going to take you up on that. Yeah, for sure. But I think that it would be sick if, like, the NBA, I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind, and the NFL now that they're allowing people to paint their shoes every week. It's like, as soon as you get that, I feel like that's one of those things where as soon as you get the first connection, they just start flowing after that. Exactly, and that's kind of what happened with lacrosse, too. I mean... I first reached out to Greg Gerenlian to do a pair of shoes for him. He was my first client and I was so nervous to ask him, but I did. (laughs) And like two seconds later, he's like, oh, I'm in. I just explained what I wanted to do. Oh, I'm Carly. I have this business, whatever. And he was like, I'm in. Let's do it. This is cool. Whatever. And then I had been talking to Jules about doing cleats for him. And then we kind of moved away from that when he signed his epic partnership and we did gloves and then literally the next week after Jules wore those Jared Newman reached out and it just kind of kept piling on from there 
That is one of the nice things about the small circles that come out of the lacrosse community, though, is that they are, they're all talking. And so they're able to hook you up and get your business off the ground a bit quicker in the lacrosse community, at least. Now, do, have, do you have any um, sponsorships that you use? So like you prefer one uh, company over another? Um, I really like all the companies I work with, honestly. I just did a really, really big project for Warrior. Their new gloves are dropping. I don't really know. Actually, I have to look at the calendar. But so I just did 10 pairs for their pros, and there will be some giveaways. So stay tuned for that one. Oh, that's sick. Okay, listeners, check it out. You're going to have to keep an eye out on Carly's pages because Warrior gloves are always a big deal. I remember back in the day when I was, oh gosh, I was probably like eight years old. I would always, I would get new gloves for like every season or something. And yeah. I always went with the Warriors. I, I don't know what it was, but back in the day, that was the move. Yeah, so I just did a big project with Warrior. Um, I do. I feel like I do most of my stuff with Epic, just because that's kind of what I started out with for Jules and Jared. And I don't know, those gloves just seem easiest to paint to me. Yeah. Maybe it's just because like I've used them the most, but I don't know. I would well, I, like, I have a lot of connections. I like all of the people that I work with. The STX people are great also. So yeah, all around. Everybody's awesome in the lacrosse industry. Everybody is really awesome. And for the listeners of this episode, here's a little tidbit. You might be painting some signature gloves in the coming years. So keep Ooh. an eye out there. I know big moves are being made every single day. We're constantly working on R&D and stuff. So uh, that's wicked. Now, painting gloves. I can't imagine that material takes paint. Great is, is that? It's, it's not false? great. It's definitely not yeah. great. But a lot of it has to do with the prep work, and honestly, it's the same thing for shoes too. Like, it's really all about the prep work and it's sanding them down and using acetone, and it's just like really such a project. And it Jeez. the prep work takes probably as long as the actual painting. I would say. Right. Like that's all stuff that nobody has an idea that you're doing before you even get started. Um, let alone painting the actual shoe. It's like the other day I went in for a tattoo and it was like a really, it was something pretty simple. And I was like, this should be done really, really fast. And then it was like an hour later. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you don't just sit down with a paintbrush and put it straight to the, to the, I was going to say to the shoe, well, to the shoe either, but to the glove, that would be the most disastrous thing ever. Wow. Well, that's good to know. So, so we've talked shoes. We've talked kicks by Carly. Now everybody, not everybody, a lot of people now understand you for kicks by Carly, but but what else is going on in Carly Fletcher's life that really just separates you from the pack? What, what makes you, you, and uh, what do you do outside of kicks by Carly? Oh my God. That's so difficult to answer. It's a pretty heavy Uh, question. I know. Yeah. I mean, like I hate to say it, but like Kicks by Carly like is my life at this point. I'm obviously working like so hard to make it sustainable and to be a full time job. But I don't know. Other than that, I go for a run every day. Um. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, the run then fits perfectly into your schedule. Do you have you run? Have well, first, did you play sports growing up? Yeah, so I did play lacrosse growing up, even though I quit in high school because I really didn't like it because I just, I grew up and my, I'm from Cold Spring Harbor, which is the same town as Adam Gittleman, coincidentally, but my whole town is very, um, almost like political about lacrosse, about which club team you're on and who you know and how much you pay and all this stuff and just the tryouts and this and that. It was really just too much for me. 
at the point where I just was not enjoying it anymore. So I quit in high school. I grew up playing soccer my whole life. And that's really why I got into lacrosse was because all my friends on my soccer team were playing lacrosse. So it was just, I started as like a way to spend time with my friends, which was fine. And I enjoyed it. But when it got to the point where it was like out of control competitive, that was when I decided to step away. But then in high school, I ran track and I was actually a pole vaulter. I was all county, all state, all class. No freaking way. I need to hear about this now. (laughs) I was actually really in high school. Um, Is it like the most terrifying thing you've ever done? Because I watch pole vaulting and I'm like, holy shit, that takes some courage. I don't think it's terrifying at all. Um, Wow. I don't know. I really like things like that. I also have done like. I've taken like a few like trapeze classes and like I just enjoy those type of things like so weird so random especially like you know me like I'm really like super indecisive I'm really an anxious person like I like work myself up over things like that but I don't know like those type of things I'm really into it I don't think it's terrifying at all. Well I mean you find security in things that terrify other people I mean I watch pole vaulting and I think wow one of five things could happen right now first person gets impaled because they slip or something along those lines. Two, someone gets impaled in the air because the pole falls the wrong way. Three, they land on their head or neck, breaking their neck. Four, they get impaled again. <laughs> like, these are the things that just, like, run through my head every time I watch it. So, I mean, I don't even know where how to get started there. It's really, it's really just not as bad as you think. You're constantly, your emotion is completely propelling you forward, so you're never going to, like, jolt backwards or anything. And you push the pole back so it doesn't fall on you or you don't fall on it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I don't even know how to explain it without like a visual. Maybe I can send well, you like a video of me doing it if I can dig one up from high school. And well, what was, what was going through your mind the first time that you did it? Were you nervous at all? I remember when I joined the track team, I'm like, I'm also just not like the best runner ever. Like I go for a run every day, but like, people are faster than me, whatever. So I just kind of knew I wanted to do like field events and I'm five foot two. Like I knew the high jump wasn't for me. I knew that like all of these different things, like the shot put was never going to be for me. I'm not super strong or anything, but I remember I saw somebody pole vaulting. And I was like, Oh my God, like I want to do that. And I remember when I came home and I told my dad and he was like, you're going to what? You're going to pole vault? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, this is it, whatever. And I, my coach taught me and I learned and I went to the private training sessions and all this stuff. And I really enjoyed it. I like, I guess I like flying through the air. I don't know. Yeah. That's outstanding. I, I, I love it. The, the courage is fantastic there now, now. And also I want to make a comment. It's not about how fast you run. It's about getting out there and doing it. I remind myself that every day because, well, I am also a pretty slow runner myself but i i like to make sure i get out and do it um <laughs> that is that has become a big part of my quarantine regimen is some form of exercise each day since you know i mean well i eat about seven meals a day because there's really nothing else to do yeah i mean i that's also the thing is i've been trying to like get out for like a walk like in addition to a run every day but especially now it gets dark at like three in the afternoon. I'm like, this is just, I, I, I have no it time is, to do anything. It is completely ruining my golf game. I, I, let me tell you, <laughs> too too much darkness too soon. 
but um that that's fantastic so pole vaulting and soccer and lacrosse so you really compiled a whole lot in there and a little bit of time yeah I did I mean that was definitely one of the things I mean I felt like everybody in my town played a sport and both my parents super athletic so like it was always just gonna be a part of my life almost and you learn so much from sports not even just like discipline but like how to interact with others, how to be a good teammate, how to how to be coached. I think that's one of the biggest things because even now, like in real life, in the real world, it's like you can tell who knows how to be spoken to by an authority figure or something. Like when it's like your boss telling you to do something and you're getting all uptight about it and whatever. I'm like, no, like they're just trying to help you. They're just trying to teach you how to do this or coach you through something. Right. Yeah. Taking instruction is crucial. I mean, I think that as as we both were kids who grew up playing sports, you, you kind of almost take it for granted or not even realize how much that you're taking away from each of those events and occurrences. Because, I mean, we have I have a lot of buddies, actually, a couple of them. One of them is actually at Syracuse. who didn't play sports his whole life and just cannot handle the least bit of some, uh, I don't want to, what is constructive criticism is what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. You can't handle it. I mean, you'd think the kid, the kid just crumbles as soon as you try and guide him in the right direction. So it's astonishing. And, um, you really do learn a lot, especially, I mean, now that you run your own business, you are the captain, you, you are leading the ship there and you, that's something you learn from a young, young age on the sports field and you can bring to the business world. Definitely. I, there are so many countless skills and just every just personality traits that you learn from participating in sports. And there's also something to be said from different perspectives of like soccer versus track, like a team sport versus an individual sport. Like when you're pole vaulting and you don't perform well, it's all on you. It's not, oh, the team, we just weren't into it. Oh, we weren't working together. Like it's completely on you and you have to figure out what did I do wrong? What, what can I improve on for next time? Right. Those are the sports that I've been working on getting into. Well, not pole vaulting or anything, but golf (laughs) basically where I can just compete with myself because I become like the biggest asshole when it's a team thing sometimes. And I've been really trying to avoid that now that I'm not like competitively playing sports. It's literally just like beer league. And I don't want to be that guy on the bench. It's like, come on guys, we gotta be better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no definitely but so so we talked about quarantine a little bit how how did quarantine treat you I mean did did you go crazy there for a little bit where you were just like locked inside or have you been watching movies podcasts music what 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 goes on I I feel like I sound like such a weenie saying this but I really like threw myself into my business and at the beginning of quarantine I was making these like tie-dye sets and an influencer she's she's like a dietitian whatever but she has like 200,000 followers and she ordered a tie-dye set and she posted it and then the influx of orders was like out of control so I was really doing that for like I'd say probably like two or three months was like every day I was tie-dyeing sets for these women and it just like was out of control yeah it was fun but it was crazy Forgive me for being uh, naive here, but was the tie-dye set just for women? No, absolutely not. But it was just mostly women who were ordering because they are like cult followers of this dietitian woman. Uh, maybe I'll need to pick up a tie-dye set. You know, I'm, I'm big on the tie-dye. But, I got um, to. 
Yeah, for sure. Now, when you when you're doing work and stuff, do you listen to music or podcasts or what? What are you doing to occupy the time? I really have become a really big fan. I don't even know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say. I've been a, become a big fan of the group FaceTime over quarantine. I really? have a bunch of friends and we FaceTime every single night. And it's, we basically, we it's also all guys and then just me. And then we talk about sports basically the whole time. And it's like, as soon as the final game of the night is over, like the FaceTime starts basically. So it's just, I've, that's a really big thing that I've been into since quarantine started is just like the group FaceTimes. But if it's like during the day, I'll like have TV playing in the background. Like I rewatch like all the shows that I've watched 5 million times. I never will start a new one because why would anybody do that? But it's a lot of like entourage, friends. Um, I'm on a Jersey Shore rewatch right now, which is Oh yeah, I've gone through a few of those too. No, I totally get it. There was like one day where I almost went out and bought like some like uh, tank tops and long shorts because (laughs) I was just, I don't know why. It was like one day my sophomore year of college where I was like, yeah, this feels right. But before before you go any further, do you need to, do you need to give shout outs to your group FaceTime every night? Do you brought it up? I feel like you need to tell the world about them. Um, I guess I feel like when they listen to this, they're gonna be like, "Of course you talked about us." But yeah, you have to, right? I mean, every night that's a commitment. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I didn't is. talk about my dog that I see every day. No, we always have some different content. We also there's always like somebody matched with somebody on a dating app or they found this person and like the dating apps really give us a lot of content so that's dating apps do give content that is the truth it is it is uh the best conversation starter with your friends when you meet that's true i also get a lot of texts from like my girlfriends and they'll send me like screenshots of uh like a hinge or a bumble profile and they're like who is this and it's always a professional cross player and i'm like oh it's so and so Wait, what's Hinge? Is that oh my new? gosh, it's not. I'm, I'm so it's out like, of this. Yeah, it's like a more, I guess, relationship aim dating app. Like they have like prompts, and you answer the questions, and you can comment on people's answers instead of just like liking them on the app. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's it's really interesting, but also all the guys like say the same things. Like one of the prompts is like, I'm overly competitive about, and then you fill in the blank and all the guys like everything. <laughs> I'm overly like, competitive. I feel like it's a, it's a spot for guys to be hard as if there was ever one. It, it kind of is. And like, there's just kind of like so many that you show off. Like I just opened it to see and some, somebody's prompts was believe it or not. I, and then they filled in the blanks and speak Spanish fluently. Like, you're just trying to show off, which is fine. I mean, I get it, but, like, I don't know. It's different. Yeah, I mean, Spanish is a pretty rad language. That's a pretty good one. I would probably say, I don't, actually, I don't even know what I would say. Believe it or not, I'm, like, 6'3 or some stupid shit like that. (laughs) Probably also, like, flexing somehow or another. But fact of the matter is that that is a great conversation starter. I mean, you truly see a little bit of everything on there. I'm, I'm so far out of the game, though, I don't even know. Like, I'm very much in the game, on? so it's it's you are? it's it's are not you on fun. All of the apps? Are you a Hinge, Bumble, Tinder gal? Not Tinder. I'm just on Hinge and Bumble, but it, Will it's you not hear working that, guys? out. If you need to go, <laughs> if you need a uh, great, wonderful date, go to Long Island and match with Carly on Hinge or Bumble. 
Yeah, or and just isn't like one, my isn't, isn't it so that like one of them like the girl has to message first? Yeah, that's Bumble, which is really annoying because like you'll match with somebody and like I always say like, oh hi, what's up? And then they just won't respond. And I'm like, what's the point of matching then? Well, you need to come up with a creative thing to say. Like something really funny. Yeah, I don't have anything funny to say. I'm not I'm not Okay, well what's person. like what's your favorite show? Is it Friends? Sure, we'll go with that. All right, so what does Ross always say? What's the thing that Ross always says? It's um, it's instead of like saying like "fuck yeah" or something. What? Oh gosh, what is? Uh, remember how he comes even, up with a different word? I don't um, even know what you're like getting at. <laughs> okay, fact of the matter is, I'm trying to help you right now with a pickup line. <laughs> something really it's funny, tough. catchy, and clever. Yeah, I don't that, know. That's going to really win them over. It. I'll come up yeah, oh yeah, thing. sleep on it for sure. Maybe ask them what they want from like the grocery store or something. Like get them to like start thinking about what they would cook you. You know, it's a really good question to like feel somebody out. If you're going on a road trip and you're you stop at like a CVS or whatever it is to stock up on like snacks before the trip, what are like the three snacks and like one drink that you would take with you? Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> How many snacks again? Do three snacks and one drink. Three snacks and one drink. Well, you need one sweet, one savory, and one ice cream. Oh, ice cream. That's definitely a different avenue that I was not going to go down. No, ice cream's crucial. I would do sweet, sour, and salty. Sweet, sour, salty. Maybe spicy. I I don't like spicy, but I think if I was – if I – I had to choose three. I would choose like pretzels, like the really thin rolled gold ones, um, Sour Patch Kids, and maybe like M&Ms. And then for a drink, assuming like water doesn't count, I would do like a blue Gatorade probably. Blue Gatorade. Wow. Now that's not what I would pick. I would probably pick (laughs) something like Mountain Dew. I don't know why. Something about road trips and Mountain Dew, they just go hand in hand for me. All right. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a recent uh, inquiry, but it's one that I've been hooked on now for a minute. So, I mean, I think we just got to the root of what you've really been doing outside of Kicks by Carly, finding a man, finding <laughs> love. So I think that maybe we need to have like a Bachelorette Carly episode where you just come on and like meet some fellows that we get arranged for you. I'm ready for it. Yeah, hell yeah, we'll set it up. We'll we'll find you the... the but you're forever, you're forever person. Well, I went to a and everybody podcast. <laughs> I went to a psychic last week or two weeks ago, and oh, she no told me, yeah. So she told me that my future husband is tall and muscular, and she actually said, like, quote, like one of these sports guys is either going to be my husband or he's going to introduce me to my future husband. So, ooh, yeah. So maybe someone in the lacrosse community. It's it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, not that like you are using them for their business, but <laughs> I mean that's one way to get get in touch with them for sure. But what what is it? Wait, first of all, I need to take a step back. <laughs> what is it like going to a psychic? Do you just roll up and like give them some cash and they're like, "Tell me about myself." <laughs> so I paid online beforehand, and she, you don't. Can I ask her... how much it costs? Because I'm genuinely it's, curious. It's really expensive. I I'm embarrassed to say how much I spent. <laughs> you on don't it. have to say it. I'll tell you like... privately. But okay. It's expensive. Okay. But I really want to do it. I heard really good reviews. Um, this woman is like really well renowned. Her name is Bobby Allison, and she's just like really 
I don't know, like, she comes highly Wait, is she, like, a Long Island medium? She's not the Long Island medium, but she is a medium on Long Island. <laughs> oh, so it kind of works, but not Yeah, really I mean, works. it's it's not Teresa Caputo with the huge hair, but... So you go in, you don't tell her anything about yourself or anything, and she just, like, knows everything. It was so scary, but really did, cool did, also. Does she know your name before you go in there? Yeah. Like, she could have done a quick Facebook search? Um, The things that she knew were not available on Facebook type of thing. Like, she that knew something. insane. Yeah, it was, like, really, really crazy. But so she can see the future, and she can also speak to the dead. So if what? you're, like, skeptical about this, it's, like, it's really crazy. I don't even, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just really crazy. I want to see if she can talk to Michael Jackson, because I don't think he's really dead. I mean. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> I don't she know. can't talk to him, then, like, he's still alive somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. The closest thing I can come to having a psychic reader is the TikToks my girlfriend sends me of, like, our future together it's really adorable i love it yeah (laughs) tiktok is just like so addictive and you can like fall into like a community of it like so like you just fall down the rabbit hole like oh i know i i'll spend like two hours at a time totally by accident just watching oh my god yeah it's somebody said it's like how casinos don't have clocks like tiktok doesn't show you the time when you're in the app oh that's such a good point the thing is though my tiktok is so confused like, it thinks that I'm, like, a farmer who also likes to play golf, but really loves political advertisements while painting my nails. Like, I, I don't, like, half of them I just like, skip right through. I know. Mine's, like, really, has been really on point lately. I somehow fell into, like, I guess, like, the demographic or, I don't know, like, the algorithm of these, like, really, like, young girls who are, like, obsessed with hockey players because they're hot. So it's, like, all these, like, montages of, like, Jack Hughes. And I'm, like, he's, like, 18. Like, this is really, like, creepy. Yeah, Jack Hughes is quite literally, like, 19 years old. It's Yeah, it's really bizarre. There's, like, a full community of girls who, like, are obsessed with, like, Carter Hart and, like, Andre Svechnikov. And it's just this whole, like, group of them. And they just, like, love these players. And not because they're skilled hockey players, but because hot. they're good looking they're hot dudes yeah i'm more of a tj oshi guy myself you know that's <laughs> that's the avenue i'm taking i mean i'm an islanders fan so big matt barzell girl but of course you are yeah yeah, yeah. He's, islanders. Not my, he's not my favorite player matt martin is my favorite player is and forever will be but if you're going off looks i mean matt barzell's gorgeous he hit me in the head he and, a- and gave me a concussion once yeah he is a handsome fella that's not that's not wrong yeah but the fact was what are these tiktoks i gotta look this up after this now because i'm curious is it just like pictures of these dudes and it's like hard eyes all over the place or something it kind of it's like montages of them and like oh there's like a full like tyler sagan group of girls too like they all really love him and there's like videos of him with his dogs videos of him like pushing his hair back after a workout when he's all sweaty oh man yeah, forget about it. It's really interesting. It is a really interesting algorithm to be involved in. It is. I, I will be disappointed the day that it gets banned in the United States, if it ever does get banned in the United States. But, you know, I'm sure there'll be something very similar right behind it. Because yeah, I mean, died, TikTok I came that, in. Yeah, I heard that it was, like, musically before it was even TikTok. Really? Yeah. So, like, I think the app, like, 
tr- like transferred over or something. But Vine was like the best of times. Really? Yeah, Vine was Vine was fantastic. I still find myself on YouTube watching Vine compilations at times, just because <laughs> you know it was the first. It was the first thing that I, I think, you know, looking back on it, I didn't realize this at the time. It was the first time I probably realized that I have ADHD and I can only focus on a video for fifteen to twenty-seven seconds. And it satisfied that perfectly. (laughs) It it definitely did. And people were so creative on that too for the time. I mean, some of these people with TikTok are just amazing. I wish I like had the time and patience to sit and learn it, especially from like a business perspective, because there are people out there whose businesses are like blowing up from TikTok. Oh yeah. It's the only platform you can be on with zero followers and get a million views. It's It's insane. It's crazy. It is really crazy. It, it's it's something that I mean at, at Signature we're looking to move into it and I'm I'm trying to do stuff for the podcast on there but you know I, I can't find creative ways to do so so I'm really I'm really thinking of more creative ideas and stuff but one of my issues with it though is that, like I watch like the same video eight times because like I guess like one person sees one and they want to do the same thing and then I'll see it like all over the place just different people. Yeah, it definitely is very repetitive and like the sounds and I don't know, like, did you listen to the new Big Booty Mix? Like, there's just so many like TikTok sounds and songs in there. And I'm like, this is so bizarre to think about. <laughs> no, I, I I can't say that I listen to much rap. The only time I will listen to it's on TikTok. So um, I believe it, though. <laughs> there's never a way to get listened. It's using TikTok sounds. Oh, yeah. Now, that being said we we're pushing our our time limit here though and i do want to give you plenty of time to plug all of your social medias your website where people can order how people can order and then i also have a question can you do a custom like jean jacket yeah for sure definitely Mm, okay well i'll message you privately about that then just just spark my mind right there um yes so you can follow me at kicks by carly or my personal is at Carfleischer. Um, you can get in touch to order either on my website, there's a form, or you can email me carly at kicksbycarly.com. Please don't message me on Twitter because for some reason I really like can't see them. It's like really bizarre. I don't know how to access it. But if you message me on Instagram, I'll answer. It might be a few days, but I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give them three to five business days. Yeah, maybe more. <laughs> okay, seven to twelve business days. Yeah, something like that. I mean, once, but once it's in, once it's moved from like the request to like the inbox, then I see it and respond pretty quickly. But you know, sometimes those like requests just sit there on Instagram for for a long. They time. add up. They really yeah. do. Right now, my requests are a bunch of like twelve-year-old lacrosse players who are like, "Dude, you suck. You're really bad at vlogging." I love that. Somebody that's else like, could be the face of signature. <laughs> it's that's actually my really favorite fun. thing. I really love that. Um, I love like the twelve year olds. I I just really feel like we connect on a level that I just have no idea what the heck they're talking about half the time. But I just I, I really enjoy them. They're, they're fantastic. Well, Carly, this has been a blast. We'll have to do it again soon. And take care. Okay. Ba doop ba doop ba doop ba boo boop ba. What?
a fun interview that was. I had a great time. Uh, as usual, Carly and I got into talking about her business and everything, but we really got personal there at the end, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I really would love to keep picking your brain about coming on the show and maybe doing something like an anybody and everybody bachelor or bachelorette. I don't know which one goes with which or whatever. Fact of the matter is we're going to get Carly set up with a nice Long Island, tall, handsome. What did she, what did she say in the interview? Tall, handsome, strong athlete or something along those lines. Fact of the matter is. Guys, everybody, everybody that listens to this episode, first of all, thank you so much for listening. You guys really do fuel the car, their engine, or whatever you want to call it. That is anybody and everybody, because without the motivation to come on here and get the episodes out, uh, it wouldn't be as fun, and it would be a lot tougher, but, but we did it. And I know that I do have some Republican listeners, so I do appreciate you as well, but uh, today was or this week was a really big sigh of relief for a lot of Americans, a lot of people who want to see a less divisive country, to be completely honest with you. And I think that's what I was voting for most. Um, I know that sometimes the rhetoric can be entertaining that Donald Trump puts into the world. But I think to have a country that can finally feel unified again really is an amazing feeling. And I, I've come and I've recently been asking this question to a lot of people, a lot of business owners predominantly. And I say, if you could have one of these two men run your business, which one would you have do it? I mean, um, I personally think that sometimes rhetoric gets taken too far. And for a small business owner, it could have a business completely shut down. I think that a lot of the things that we've seen done over the last four years would have businesses shut down. But because he was the president of the United States, he could basically do whatever he wanted. And I guess that that could be the end of my little political spiel for the day, because I do have something that I am very, very excited to talk about. And that is my kind of journey here as we move into the new year, right? Every year we make these uh, New Year's resolutions, right? And I think that with 2020 coming to a wrap here in a couple months, it's time to start thinking about it. Um, I think that a lot of a lot of a lot of negative has been put on to 2020, right? I mean, it seemed like every day something negative was kind of happening there for a while. COVID hits. A lot of really, really amazing people lost their lives. And, you know, it, it didn't seem to be everyone's year. But I think that if we're listening to this episode and we're looking back and reflecting, 2020 has been one of the greatest years for any of us. And not necessarily because of the highs and the lows, but because of what we can take away and learn from it. We have now learned that we can cope through a global pandemic, that we can work through anything that comes across our light lives, whether it be illness, uh, loss of life, a loss of a job, loss of funding. You know, there's a lot of really, really tough things that we had to fight through in these last six months, eight months. And I think that a lot of us have learned so, so much. I personally, I graduated college in the middle of a global pandemic. But let me tell you, we're still kicking and we're still working because, well, we can. And uh, life hasn't got us too down yet. And we keep persevering. And one of the greatest things that I think is possible is the fact that I can keep putting out these episodes now and feel a lot more confident. 
feel a lot more fun with it. And I think that my New Year's resolution, well, one of them is going to be to ensure that anybody and everybody moves to a twice a week podcast that we have constantly coming out so that you guys get more opportunities to listen. I get more opportunities to tell stories. And I think that that'll be a lot of fun. So if you guys have any New Year's resolutions that you are really feeling strongly about this year, I want you to send them over to me. Even if it's just something you're thankful for. We have Thanksgiving coming up in what, two weeks about. So if you're feeling very strongly about something that you are feeling extra thankful for this year, please feel free to shoot it over. I would love to talk about it. And as always, if you want to come on the show, follow the survey monkey link. It is super straightforward. It's I think five questions. One of them is your name. Another one is how excited you are. And it's a multiple choice. So it literally takes under one minute to fill out the survey. Uh, It's really just an inquiry form so that I can get a chance to see who you are. And I can then shoot a message to you about when you can come on the show. And we have some really great guests, guys. A lot of people have been filling out the form. A lot of really, really amazing people will be joining the show in the coming weeks. So you're going to want to make sure to stay tuned. And before I hang up, actually, I do want to give a shout out to it's a company. It's a small company. And if you're in the golf community, you should check them out. It's called Lava Golf and they're out of Hawaii. And they sent me a little care package the other day full of uh, it had a polo, a bucket hat, some balls, some tees. And it was, it was really nice of them, really, really courteous. So I wanted to make sure I gave them a shout out. So if you're in the golf community and you need to look for some gear, make sure you go check out Lava Golf. And they have some really wicked, awesome polos that um, I think look great. So Thank you guys for coming again. As always, if you wouldn't mind, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter. And everybody, stay grooving. We got this. The road is all upwards from here, okay? 